The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to Jesus, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them, can they? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloak, otherwise the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and so are the skins. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. The Gospel of the Lord. As we heard from yesterday's Gospel, the wedding feast at Cana, Jesus has come to enter into a relationship with each one of us in the most intimate way. And so there's a description of a wedding feast, and that's the analogy that Jesus uses. The wedding, a good marriage between a husband and wife, is the most close, intimate relationship there can be that we know of. And that's the image that God uses through very many passages, and we have one of them here tonight in our Gospel from Mark chapter 2, verse 18 to 22. To understand the context, just prior to this passage, we had the conversion of St. Matthew, who was a tax collector. Because he was a Jew collecting taxes for Rome, and probably skimming off the top, he was ostracized, separated in every way from God and from the people, and even from himself. Although he was getting rich, he was miserable. So when Jesus walked by his tax booth and said, Matthew, come follow me, Matthew got up immediately and did that. It speaks of two things. One, the power of God and his word, the invitation, and then the hunger in the human heart for a real relationship based on true, the good, and the beautiful. Matthew took up the invitation to enter into this marriage. The first thing he does is throw a big banquet for fellow tax collectors. Jesus is present and there's great feasting. And that is likened by the scripture scholars to a kind of wedding feast. Well, in today's passage, which immediately follows from Matthew's conversion, Mark chapter 2, verse 18 to 22, Jesus is responding to the crowds who are saying, Jesus and your disciples, why aren't you fasting? Like the Pharisees, they fast twice a week. Jesus replies, well, how can I fast? How can my disciples fast? When there is a great marriage, Jesus identifies himself in that passage tonight as the bridegroom. He says we should be partying because the bridegroom is inviting the bride into this intimate relationship. This goes way, way back into the Old Testament when God first met the people of Israel at Mount Sinai. There was a wedding proposal way back then and God gave the marriage vows which were the Ten Commandments. 
And the people said, we will keep these vows. We will keep the commandments and enter into this covenant. But of course, they soon broke it at the golden calf apostasy. And ever since in the Old Testament, there was one breach after another. And so God says, I will send my only begotten son. He will take on flesh. And that will be the final invitation to this great wedding. And that's what Jesus is doing in his ministry. Those three years of ministry were basically one invitation after another. Jesus goes on to say the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast on that day. That's why the church on Good Friday fasts because we recognize that was the day in which the bridegroom was taken away when Jesus was put to death on a cross. But Jesus would not relent. God would not relent. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church. And the Holy Spirit is nothing but God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit coming into our souls. And that happens at baptism. So for us, baptism is the invitation to a great wedding. So long as we keep our baptismal vows, and one way to renew our vows is to come to Mass, because at Mass we receive our bridegroom, in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's a one flesh union. As long as we do that, which you're doing here tonight, and keep a relationship strong through prayer, and when we sin the sacrament of reconciliation, then indeed we are part of this wonderful marriage. And it's meant to just get started here, this side of heaven, and continue in eternity forever. That's why we come together as we do, and receive the strength that comes from the Eucharist and receive our bridegroom. One thing we should not do is what Saul did in the first reading. Saul was made king of Israel, a great privilege, but he did not keep the commandment. And as a result, when he was confronted by Samuel, the prophet, Saul wouldn't admit it. He wouldn't say, oh, I'm sorry, Please forgive me, God, and renew the covenant. Rather, he made excuses and said, well, I did do this and that. But he was lying. Samuel, speaking on behalf of God, says, Because you, Saul, have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. And Saul is displaced as king of Israel. For us today, let's keep the commandments, keep the covenant, and rejoice tonight, because this is a renewal of our marriage, this intimate relationship with Christ. And that's why we always begin the Mass saying it is a celebration. It may not seem that, but truly it is when we really know what we're entering into. So with that, let us praise the Lord.